Welcome to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages every week. These powerful messages are sure to inspire you and keep you on track. Whether it's our late founder, Pastor Wayman Mitchell, or any of your favorite fellowship leaders worldwide, including Pastors Joe Campbell, Paul Stevens, Mark Olson, Tom Payne, Harold Warner, Richard Ruby, and many more, get ready to hear from God through this message. You are now listening to a free preview of our premium sermon podcast. Enjoy. All right. Well, I am here with Pastor Ed T. Harrow, who has been generous enough with his time to come and join me for a Testimony Tuesday. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Appreciate the invite. Awesome, man. So we are here to, uh, on these Testimony Tuesdays, we're sharing the personal stories and uh, testimonies of pastors in our fellowship, and you get to be number three on the list. So thank you again for taking the time to do this. It's a great opportunity for us. Awesome. It's a privilege. Um, so I'm here uh, preaching in Spring Lake, North Carolina. You were generous enough to invite me to come preach, and uh, we just got done with our Sunday lunch after morning service. <laughs> So uh, we're we're feeling fat and happy, and uh, uh, I know the, the time squeeze between services. So I re- just just really appreciate you taking this time. So uh, for those who don't know you, Pastor T. Harrow, um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and and uh, your background. Um, born in Washington D.C., uh, grew up in Maryland. Went to school there. Uh, parents. My father was uh, my first generation. I'm first generation American. Uh, my father's from Cuba. Uh, my mother from Venezuela, and uh, they met each other. Uh, kind of crazy back. I didn't even know later on that my father was actually married to another woman, and uh, so my mom was like the lady on the side. And uh, but uh, I found that out later on. But uh, yeah, good good background. Good. I mean, you know, my family. My dad was around, so it was good. My my brothers and my mom had me when she was like forty something, but. Um, kind of Hispanic culture, grew up in that kind of environment, uh, went to private schools, which was pretty good. They, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean your family was, was like well off? No. No. <laughs> no. That's, uh, <laughs> funny is, uh, we, my mom wanted me to go to private school cause she just, you know, I think it better, better, better education. She, so she, she struck, I mean, she worked hard. I mean, there were days where I'd come home and they'd, I'd open the fridge and there was just air waiting for me. <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember having, you know, putting, you know, barbecue sauce on crackers and that's dinner and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, she worked really hard for us to be able to go to school and stuff like that. But whenever there was some income and stuff, definitely, you know, you see me, I stayed pretty healthy. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, but yeah, just uh, my brother was going to public school. You know, because she 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 got she put all her eggs in a basket with me. Oh, yeah. you were the special one. Yes, so, so in a way, you know. So I'm the oldest, the first. You know, she said, "Well, go, I'm gonna send you to private school. We'll go to private school with you." My brother goes to public school, but uh, I was a knucklehead. Ah, yeah. So I didn't appreciate. Uh, I didn't recognize the value of all the investment uh, and all that. And of course, I used my upbringing as an excuse. My father died when I was 12. Wow. You know. And, uh, but that was a critical lesson for me 
I remember his last words. I remember I was, I was at his bedside, uh, and he says in Spanish, you know, and he says, you know, you're the man of the house. Now you need to take care of your, your home. I mean, I'm 12 years old. I'm, you know, with all the other Hispanics in the area, I'm working under the table, 12 years old, putting down flooring and, you know, you know, trying wow. to go to school. And, and the weekends I'm working, trying to bring some money home. And so I had to grow up really fast. I had to grow up really, really fast. And uh, I kind of was, I'm only two years older than my brother, but I was like dad, you know, uh, in the house. So uh, that was that was pretty much my upbringing. But of course, I got around some crazy friends in school. I got into the drug scene. Uh, I started using all kind of drugs, hallucinogens, of course, marijuana, and, uh, crazy things, you know, and then uh, even... You know, this is even in, during high school, you know, uh, try to sell drugs, selling drugs, just in crazy situations, very crazy situations. Do you think that um, that any of that wild lifestyle that you were in, was that was that in any way like a backlash or maybe an anger of losing your dad when you were so young? You know, to be honest, I, 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 think, I think it was a practice. I just wanted to fit in, honestly, to be honest. It was just... I always knew my mom always is like I didn't my dad to be you know later on the the important part of the story of my father is that you know even though he was with my mom he ended up leaving my mom and going back to his wife wow because he got saved really yes my father says I have to live for the Lord I have wow. to go back to my to my my wife and my that is not a story you hear every day no you know wow. and my so so my brothers and you know half brothers half sister who i barely met you know i'm meeting them he's like this is your half brothers half sister you know you know my dad gave his life to christ like to me it was, it was so foreign to me how did that happen uh i don't know really you know, that at that age i had no idea i just remember him starting to go to church, he's reading his Bible. I remember one day we're sitting in the living room and Jehovah Witnesses came and knocked on the door. And he just started telling them how wrong they were and started preaching to them. To me, I was kind of sitting there like, what's going on here? And uh, and so he talked about the Lord. I heard him singing about Jesus. And uh, But yeah, that was, that was his life. You know, after that, it was all about Jesus. And I remember my mom just, well, you know, he's just got religious and that's what he's doing now and whatever, whatever. He's back with, you know, of course she said bad things about his wife. But, uh, but yeah, but when uh, he passed away, he was sick. Mm. He got sick. I mean, he, he was an a alcoholic before that. Raging, I mean, bad alcoholic. And so he, he actually died because of the result of his liver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, stuff wow. like that. And, uh, but. So it must have been a pretty radical change in his life. It was. And you, it, you got to see that. I saw that. Wow. I saw it firsthand, but it's, it still didn't register to me, you know, because my mom, my other family members on my mom's side, they were, they were Seventh-day Adventists, kind of religious uh, too, but me and my mom and my brother, we were like the the heathens. Oh, wow. Yeah, so my mom would make fun of them. They would have fellowships on Saturdays and say, oh, you're going to open your restaurant to all those people and religious stuff. I remember they have family worship. They'd stand around and, and I'd get caught up in that sometimes. I always wanted to leave. Um, but yeah, so I kind of grew up knowing about God, but just didn't want any of it. I didn't want that uh, because my mom made so made fun of it so much. And even going to Catholic school, 
you know, the private school, I was like, this is so fake. Mm. You know, what's crazy, I remember they make you go to confession. Oh, so this was the private school? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yep. the private school. They, they I remember in confession, I remember sitting down in front of the priest, and the priest is telling me, asking me, so what have I done wrong? And I'm, I remember thinking, which is weird, it had to have been God, but I'm, I remember thinking, like, he has to ask me. Like, he doesn't know. Like, I don't, and, and, and the thought came to my mind, God knows everything I've done. Hmm. And uh, and I told him, you know, I'm in school, you know, grade school, whatever. I forget. You know, I just told him, oh, I cheated on the test and this and that. And he tells me, uh, well, go say to our fathers or glory be five Hail Marys. I'm like, all right, you know, go mumble that real quick. But that moment, me, that moment stuck with me for some reason. I remember even when after, you know, years later when I joined the Marine Corps, I uh, they asked me what religion I was. I said, well, no preference. And the reason why was because I said something was wrong with, you know, the the religion that I was around. I guess so. I just I remember just that sticking with me. Hmm. So. Interesting. So you uh, you got into your teen years. You got kind of caught up in a bad crowd. And where did that lead to exactly? Um, more problem. I started getting as I get older. You get around guys that doing more dangerous things. You know. Shootings, uh, I mean, drug deals. Uh, I remember we're at the park one day and police came out of everywhere. I mean, they're coming out of the woods. And I'm, I, at first, when this, this van drove by real slow, and we're like, drive by. You know, we're thinking, well, okay, this is it. But it was it was undercover police. And they come around, they're surrounding us. They we're on the ground, handcuffs. They're searching our cars. And what's crazy, they, they went through all the cars. I guess somebody called and said they're doing something at the park. And they're going through all the cars searching. And, you know, they're pulling out liquor bottles and all that. But I had drugs in my car. My car was the only car that didn't get searched. And I remember, I still, to that, I think about that, you know, sometimes I'm like, that was God. Wow. That was God's grace. You could have been put away for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, of course, I was just ignorant, you know, kind of. I got tired of it. I, I knew I, I, you know, my my mom's raised me so well, but it's like I was just doing what I wanted to do. No direction in life, really. Um, I work in a grocery store, you know. You know, I wasted all the money my mom sacrificed to, to give me this education. I and I, I mean, I learned some things. Obviously, that better than I would have learned in in some in public school, probably, but. I wasted all of it. I, mm. You know, I just lived crazy. And uh, I remember being tired of it. I remember coming home. It's like, I don't want to go out anymore. I'm tired of the street. I'm tired of, you know, what I was seeing. And, uh, you know, one day my friend called me. He was like, hey, I'm in line at the Marine Corps recruiter. You want to go to boot camp with me? Where did that come from? Yeah, out of nowhere. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was just called me and he's like, hey, you want to? You want to go to boot camp with me? And I remember just saying, sure. <laughs> just like that? Just like that. Without any thought? Without any thought. No, you weren't patriotic? No, <laughs> I wasn't. There was nothing. I don't want to go serve my country. <laughs> no, nothing. I, I remember I had seen so many military movies. Right. And all, all the boot camp scenes, I was like, I like that. I, you know, and uh, I said, you know what? Let's do it. Wow. You know, to be, I didn't even know the Marine Corps existed, <laughs> to be honest. I knew Army, Air Force, Navy, yeah. you know, and... Uh, that was a shock. So I just I signed up, and that was, how old were you? I was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. 
Boy, they love 18-year-olds, don't yeah, they? they? Do. Young men. <laughs> yeah. So we'll describe that. What was that like for you? How did it change you? It got me away. Okay. That was important. That was the first thing. I still had a, some bad habits. Um, I didn't realize I was an alcoholic. I had become my father, womanizer. Uh, I had a bad drinking problem. I, had, I didn't even know. Uh, you know, my wife, my girlfriend then, you know, she'd tell me, I'm like, no, nah, you know. But yeah, I was, I was uh, pretty bad. Drinks, I had alcohol in my car. Uh, but uh, the, I guess the good thing initially was getting me away from that crowd mm-hmm. of those other guys who were, you know, up to no good. So I was, now I was up to no good by myself, you know, just in the Marines. So, but it gave me some direction. I, I definitely learned some discipline. Sure responsibilities yeah you can't go through marine corps boot camp without getting at least some discipline right (laughs) yeah 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 exactly exactly so so that was good it got me away i moved away you know the bad thing initially uh that i got stake i joined the reserves at first and the bad thing about that is that my first duty station was right back in washington dc oh wow yeah so i was kind of around the same crowd and stuff but you know, eventually I said, I can't do this. I got to go active duty. And I went active duty and it moved me out of the area. And that's actually what brought me to Virginia. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So skipping forward to yes. Virginia is where it started happening, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. So how long were you in the Marine Corps? Um, I was in from 96 to 2002. Okay. Yeah. Um, About six years. Yeah. Did you did you um, did you have any um, like tours or any place that you went? No, no, no. There, I was in what they call the peacetime corps. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of just in the Marines, and nothing was really going on. So. Waiting for a fight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I got. I remember when nine eleven happened. Yeah. You know, I was like, finally. Right. You know, they brainwashed you pretty good. We were like, you like, let's go kill somebody. You right. Know? But uh, you know, I was ready. I had my bags packed. I'm ready to go. And uh, but nothing happened. Huh. And that time span, nothing. Afghanistan didn't happen, nothing. So, right. End up getting out. Okay. Know. So, okay. So, you, you come to Virginia. This is the first time in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And you end up in, is it Newport News? Yes, Newport News. No, station okay. in Newport News. It was actually, uh, I guess, because of my reserve background, I got stationed at a reserve unit. Okay. And I had to train the reservists, you know, their rifle range, you know. So that was pretty much where I, uh, I was there. And uh, and so there was a, a fellowship church in Newport News, or in Hampton, I think, It was at in the Hampton, time. yes. Uh-huh. It was uh, Oscar Gaffour. Pastor Oscar Gaffour. Yes. Man. Yes. So what was that like? What was the church like at that time? And how did you, like, what's the story that brought you in connection to the church? I was at my apartment. I was taking out my trash. And I remember seeing these girls uh, at my my sergeant lived in one of the apartments near me, and I saw these girls at his door. I said, man, there must be, there must be some party going on. They're inviting people out to his party, and, uh, and they're inviting them to a party. So I'm taking out my trash, and I'm on my way back from the trash, and here come these, these ladies approaching me. I said, oh, they must want me to go to their party. <laughs> and, uh, but they just start talking to me about Jesus. You know, uh, I hadn't heard a witness in, I don't know, forever. And... Uh, I remember just thinking, like, why not? You know, they gave me the gospel, and they asked me if I wanted to pray. And I said, yes, just like that. I said, yes, let's pray. Hmm. 
and uh, I think it was, uh, they were like, you know, be to church Sunday? I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll come to church Sunday. But I remember it was a sad, was it a Friday? I think it was a Friday evening afternoon outreach. And I remember going to the club. I, I'm going to the club that night. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I went to the club, I partied as I do at the club. I was, that, that sounds like a spiritual battle going on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, of course, again with alcohol. And uh, Saturday morning, they come to follow up on me. It was actually Pastor Prescott. Oh, Antonio wow. Antonio Prescott comes and follows up on me. Uh, him and somebody else, I forget who it was, they came and followed up on me and talking about church. But I had already decided, I'm going to church. Wow. I'm going to go. I know I party last night. And uh, I'll, I'll take you to church. I said, no, I'm sorry. I'll get there. I'll get there. No, I'll pick you up. You know, the good twisting of the... <laughs> you know, so I was all right. I let him pick me up. Picks me up. I don't remember the last time I'd been in church. You know, just and so we drive, and church was a garage. You know, so okay, it says uh, the Potter's house. I think it was the Potter's house. The door. I, I can't remember, but uh, it was this garage. Build America Drive. Wow. I mean, it was back in between all these other industrial little buildings, and we go inside and. Here's a, it's a handful of people in there, you know. They're all looking at me like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt, yeah. you know, as far as I felt. And then, uh, and then I saw Pastor Gafora, and I was like, "He's an Indian guy." Yeah, you know, for that that threw me off right, right away. Um, I don't remember the sermon, but I know I, I, I answered the altar call. I did, and uh, that was it. Wow, I was I was. Sold out after that, yeah. just like that, just like that. I I was sold out. They they're like, oh, we have outreach. Man, I, we pray for converts like you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I showed up on Friday for outreach. Really? Wow. I showed up. I was there for outreach. I remember them staring at me. Like, like you're they, not supposed to be here, right? <laughs> and I showed up. I'm outreaching. Uh, they go street preaching. I'm street preaching with them. You know, I was so excited. I, I just something about it was like this is real. Like my my eyes were opened, you know that life was more than just this. What I was doing, that life, that God was the reality of God, uh, heaven, you know the reality of, of of making it to heaven, and genuine relationships. You know nobody was there trying to use me. You know we weren't trying to. You know I was like, well, I can have fun and not be drunk. Yeah, you know? that's a weird revelation, right? Yeah, we're just. I mean, I never fellowshiped and. I'm, you know, they invite me over playing cards and taboo or whatever. At first, I'm thinking this is going to be boring. And I had the greatest time of my life. Right. Conversation. Now, this was great. I, I loved it. Uh, and I ate it up. Yeah. I ate it up. And that's pretty much, uh, you know. So you mentioned a girlfriend before. Yes. So where was she at during this whole time? She was in college. Okay. She was in college. She was studious. She- <laughs> I was not. She was taking the high road. <laughs> yes, she was taking the high road. And we were actually in the process of breaking up. Yeah. You know, she we met when we were 16. You know, she was my girlfriend, you know, on and off, you know, since we were 16. But uh, I remember I always said, you know what, if I ever get married, she'd be the one I'd marry. And uh, I remember calling her. I got saved. And I called her. She's at college. I said, hey, Deanna, uh, do you want to get married? And it, it, it hadn't spoken in a while. She's like, who is this? 
That's great. And she, I think <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's Ed. And she's like, she's like, I was like, you want to get married? What's funny? She said, yeah. Seriously? She said yes. So funny thing. If you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon, subscribe today. It's only $3 a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or $4.99 per month when subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Links are in the show notes. We thank you for joining us on this special preview of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.